5: Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy-top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not publish two op-eds yesterday saying it's time for Joe Biden to go. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Is he ever? Because the New York Times, the gray lady, a partisan rag, if ever there was one, says it's time for Joe Biden to skip town. I agree with that. I don't doubt that he does. 888-788-9910. As we roll through a historic Monday on the show. We are living through serious history right now, and I do mean that. Uh the end of the Biden presidency is near, whether we do this at the ballot box or they have the difficult conversation of taking away grandpa's car keys and his nuclear codes, the bottom line is the media, the Democratic Party, the voters, and the donors, most importantly, are finished with Joe Biden. Come on, man. It's bad. 888 if you want to be a part of it. But the indicators are there on a big Monday. And again, if you agree or you disagree, it doesn't matter. I am not even doing, I'm not doing a conservative talk show. I am doing an American talk show. Freedom! You don't have to agree. It's not the point. I'm not an activist. I don't have the energy for that. I'm still hungover from the Super Bowl yesterday. Are you kidding me? Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Well, it was a great way to go through this weekend, but I got to, you know, got to pay the rent, so I'm back on the air. 888-788-9910. You know the rules. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat, Libertarian, Independent. The only thing we ever ask is that you don't be a... Boom! There it is. Happy Monday. Couple of quick shout-outs. If you came to the book events over the weekend at Barnes & Noble, Bayshore, Long Island, it was slammed. We filmed a great package for TV. Uh, You guys were absolutely phenomenal. Uh, So this one is for you. And if you were kind enough to join Dana Perino and myself, at the Little Point Bookstore in New Jersey, in Point Pleasant Beach, New Jersey, over the weekend. I mean, just wall-to-wall madness. We signed three hours' worth of books. You get one of these as well. And got to shout out my mom. My mom threw another just a banger. Just a banger of a Super Bowl party yesterday. We ate within an inch of our lives. Uh, we might have drank a little too much. Uh, I mean, they did. I mean, I wasn't drinking at all, this being a work day and all. Come on, don't uh, bullshit me. <laughs> but the point is, uh, we had a great time. My mom did a phenomenal home run job. So a shout out to Marianne Fela as well. But that's enough food talk because I'm back to doing TV and radio and the guy who takes the food out of my hands is now officially back in the studio. Put that cookie down now. They're trying to put that Joe Biden down now. uh, If we get into some of the sound here, but let me get you up to speed that what happened over the weekend. Okay. This was the first round of weekend shows. The first round of lengthy op eds and Sunday morning appearances That gave the media, the political talking head class, a full-throated chance to react to the special counsel report from last week that deemed Joe Biden unfit to stand trial. Okay, guys, the special counsel last week, in finding that Joe Biden knowingly broke the law, he knowingly retained highly sensitive classified information and did it anyway should be behind bars the special counsel said he had committed the crime they said the difference between him and trump and this is the only difference that we can discern at this point because we don't have the report on trump but trump is still being charged okay at, right now as we speak trump is being charged for retaining classified information biden they have tr- decided not to charge
3: that's not right
5: well, we don't know but the point is they said joe biden wouldn't be charged Because he would be viewed by a jury as a sympathetic elderly man with a very poor memory, meaning he's not mentally fit to be accused in defense of a crime. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. That was the claim. Okay, guy can't speak in complete sentences. So you understand something we've known to be true for the better part of the last four or five years, I've been playing Biden clips where the guy quits talking in the middle of a sentence because he's finished. You know, the FEMA clips where he just walks out of a speech halfway through and doesn't actually finish the speech. And now they've got to go fish him out of the cubicles. The Invisible Man handshakes, OK, goes the wrong way after every speech. And I get there's a lot of stage direction when you're president. But we've been saying this for a long time. You don't watch Joe Biden And go, oh, no, no, this guy's got it under control.
4: We have a president that is clearly not all there.
5: And that's what the New York Times editorial board said. So in the first round of weekend shows where people could react to the news from the special counsel, the New York Times, which is an absolute partisan shell for the Democratic Party, annihilated Biden in two separate opinion pieces, saying it was time for Biden to step down. Okay, this is the New York Times. Now, understand. We believed Biden was nuts four years ago when he was on the campaign trail saying things like this. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by, go you know the the thing. But the media went ahead and sold us on the idea of a Biden presidency anyway because they just wanted to get Trump out of there. They hated Trump. You know, nobody voted for Biden. Uh, But a lot of people voted against Trump. Tell them like it is. That's how it went down. So you understand the media was all too happy to throw any credibility they had behind Biden because it was just so important to stop Trump. Well, that primal need to beat Donald Trump hasn't changed, which is exactly why they're trying to get rid of Joe Biden. Ah, You have a good eye, my man. You understand this is not about Biden. It's about Trump. They don't believe Biden's going to win. They'd be fine with Biden being president and not knowing what planet he was on. Why, why Why do I know that? Because they're only calling him out now because of the the actual polling on the issue, the fact that 86% of Americans don't think he's mentally fit for another term, and Biden's currently at 33% in the polls, the media is coming to grips with the fact that they can't sell this thing again, okay? They would if they could. Bingo, man, bingo! They don't. It's not about the country. They want power. They want control. They hate Donald Trump. Okay, that special counsel report, coupled with the fact that last week, He spoke to the president of Germany, I mean France, except there was one problem. The guy died 25 years ago. There were also two episodes where he talked about speaking with Helmut Kohl in 2021. The only problem was Helmut Kohl died in 2017. Okay, if you watched the press conference last week where they trotted him out to the podium after the special counsel report, and he claimed he's president, he's fit to be president, he handled the situation in the Middle East. By calling up the president of Mexico.
4: Just a bit outside. He tried the corner in this.
5: Okay. People have seen enough. So here are some of the reactions, okay, to that report. And I'll tell you why this is happening. Okay. The media wants to get some credibility back by getting rid of Biden. Biden gives them a twofer. Okay. They get some credibility back here. If they get, if the media calls for Biden to go, then you look at the media and you go, wow, Then turns out they are pretty objective. They called out a Democratic president. Wrong. Not objective at all, okay? They don't, they don't think he can win, so they're throwing him to the curb for somebody younger and better who doesn't have the baggage, who doesn't have the Hunter Biden scandal hanging over his head, who isn't polling at 33%. Okay, we're we're presiding over a very winnable election for the Democrats. Could Trump beat Joe Biden? Yes, he could. Biden is very high negatives. Doesn't mean Trump would, but it means he could because he's running against someone with high negatives. Okay, if the Democrats get Biden off the ticket and they run somebody young like Gavin Newsom, it's probably going to beat Trump. Okay, it's going to be a very hard election. I know you go, but what do you mean, Jimmy. California is disgusting. You say it all the time. It's the world's largest outdoor toilet. I know that. But elections aren't decided by the conditions of one state, no matter who the governor of that state happens to be. The elections are decided by the prevailing sentiment in the country at the time. If the Republican Party spends three years going, 81's too old for president, Biden can't be president. And then they pull Biden off the ticket for somebody who's 50 and suddenly you're running the 81 year old candidate. This could be a problem. OK, everything the Republicans are doing to attack Biden will be used against them if Trump winds up running on somebody younger than he is. OK, that's the reality. But understand in this mean moment, the media wants Biden gone because they want to get back to work on selling us on whoever the Democratic nominee is going to be. Okay, and if you're looking for somebody to step in, believe me, there's plenty of Democrats dying to run in place of Joe Biden.
4: I'm Hillary Clinton and I approve this
5: message. Okay, and (laughs) if there was any doubt about whether or not she approves this message, here's Hillary Clinton on the camp back on the campaign trail, presumably over the weekend. She's doing a. Lot of media lately, lot of podcasts, lot of interviews. You know, just as every media outlet's saying it's time for Biden to go, just as every media outlet is saying no way Kamala can be the nominee. Little weird that you can't turn on the TV without seeing Hillary Clinton these days. I think he's got a point. And the point is, she wants to run. Here it is, clip fifteen.
6: We keep seeing in poll after poll after poll is concerned about biden's age mm-hmm. full stop mm-hmm. what should he do on this does he is it is a matter of sort of like uh, underscoring his boundless energy mm-hmm. or or should he embrace his you know eight decades on earth and the and the great wisdom he's gained through all of this i, I, I
4: mean
1: do all have all of the above all yeah. of the above i mean i you know i talk to people in the white house all the time yeah. and you know they know it's an issue but as i like to say look it's a legitimate issue it's a legitimate issue for trump who's only three years younger oh, right so oh. It's an issue.
5: All right. I mean, that's her. Okay. Oh, shut up, woman. No, let her talk. I mean, she's being honest. She's only being honest because it's self-serving. She wants to run. She knows it's an issue. There's no way to watch Joe Biden and go, oh, no, no, this guy's got it. He's got another four years. This guy doesn't have another four minutes, guys. Last week, twice, excuse me, three times, three times, three times, he spoke to dead presidents, people who had died decades before he got into office. Decades, guys. The White House goes, well, you know, he has a speech impediment. Does a speech impediment make you speak to dead people? The answer would be no. No, ma'am. It makes you stutter. It doesn't make you say, I spoke to the president of Germany. I mean, the president of France, when I got elected and said America's back. And he said, for how long? Except there's one small problem. Mitterrand, who he was talking to, died in 1990. Five.
1: That man belongs in a nursing home, not in
5: the White House. James Carville, on CNN over the weekend, said what we said every day last week. If he's skipping the Super Bowl interview, Super Bowl interview is the easiest media interview in the world. It doesn't matter what the question is. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Well, you know, whatever. The border wall, yeah, great. But, you know, more importantly, the America, beer, chicken wings. Here's James Carville, clip 17.
6: Well, what you don't accept the Super Bowl interview. You're, you're, I don't know, pulling averages, you're three points down in a two-way. It's the biggest television audience, not even close. And you get a chance to do a 20, 25-minute interview on that day, and you don't do it. That's a kind of sign that the staff or yourself doesn't have much confidence in you. There's no other way to read this.
5: Think about that. You got 130 million people watching the Super Bowl interview. Okay, 130 million people are watching an interview that the presidents do all the time. I keep forgetting I'm president. But he is. And if you're legitimately running for re-election, you do the interview because it's easy. That's the point. It's not hard. But they don't trust him to go off script because they see him as a conversational liability, especially in the aftermath of everything that happened last week. Okay, don't ever forget. He got on stage last week and said, I'm not crazy. Okay, I might be elderly, but I'm fine. In fact, I'm the one who got things under control in the Middle East when I called the president of Mexico. Okay, here's one more for you. Adam Smith is a representative from Virginia. Excuse me, Washington. Washington. Let me get that right. Adam Smith's representative in Congress from Washington. He's on CNN, and he tells it like it is. The guy can't campaign. Clip 21.
3: He does not have the normal strength to go out there and campaign, you know, to do rally after rally and conversation after conversation. And that's going to be difficult on the campaign trail.
5: And that's just reality. okay? that's a representative in Washington. Again, a state so liberal they did want to defund the cop and the village people. okay? Washington, most liberal state on the planet. Washington. Well, I'll be performing Friday night, April the 5th at the Federal Way Performing Arts Center. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. No way. We're on KTTH now. They just picked us up in January. If you're listening on KTTH, you better be at Federal Way. It's a big Friday night gig for me. I'm counting on you. Okay, Joe Biden might be there too, because the odds are he's not going to have any campaigning left. Because here's reality when the Democratic talking heads are now on TV saying he can't win. He can't run. He can't do a three minute interview. That means they've gotten permission to say so. I only know this because Joe Biden didn't do anything last week that he hadn't done the week before or the week before that or the week before that. Okay, he has been in a state of cognitive decline for the better part of four years. They just pretended it wasn't a thing. OK, objective observers noticed people who've encountered this sad situation with a loved one noticed. And believe me, our enemies around the globe have noticed, which is why we're on the brink of World War Three. But the reality is Biden not doing the Super Bowl interview, which is the ultimate, ultimate platform for a guy running for reelection, is a sign that he's not running at all. He is finished. Bingo. The show that's standing up to big tech.
4: Get those nerds! 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 You're listening to Fox Across America. Precise, personal, powerful. Is America's weather team in the palm of your hands? Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Oh, there's no way they run the guy. He's not running. I'm telling you this right now. It's Fox Crush America with Jimmy Fallon. I'm talking about this off the air. I'm talking about this on the air. <laughs> Cleaning lady just walked by. She's like, how are you? I'm like, no, no, he's not running. He's not. They're not running, Joe Biden. There's just no way in hell they are running this guy again. Tell him like it is. Once you hear the surrogates out there, the James Carvilles of the world, you know, saying, no, no, that guy ain't running. Okay, he's not running. He didn't do the Super Bowl ad. Again, that really matters. I was telling you that last week. It's the easiest interview of the year. More importantly, if you're trying to win re-election, it's your chance to meet the broadest TV audience imaginable. A hundred and thirty million people watch the game. Okay, to sit down for an interview where every question has an easy answer, but decide you can't do it. That can't be good. It's not good. Here's Ro Khanna on CNN, another Democrat. I'm only playing you Democrats. I could play you Republicans, but you know what they're going to say. We've been saying it for four years. Here's Ro Khanna, clip 19.
3: I would tell any politician, including presidents, to take the interview at the Super Bowl. It's the most popular thing. People care much more about that than politics. But my view has always been that when the president is out there, he's at his best. Have him out there have him debate in the general election. I don't think Donald Trump will. My conversations with him, he is fully capable of making the argument. And it's not just that we're running on democracy. We're running on a president who's delivered what Donald Trump said he would do.
5: Oh, my goodness gracious. So Ro Khanna says he'd have him out there. My conversations with him, he's fully capable of making an argument.
4: Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here.
5: I don't doubt he can argue. The problem is he has no idea who he's arguing with half the time. That's true. That is true. Okay, and even Rokana, who says, ah, you know, they should have him out there. He doesn't explain why they didn't have him out there. If he's capable, you'd think they'd have him out there, right? I mean, it's easy. It's a layup interview. The guy's super capable, yet they don't have him out there, which means even Rokana is a little bit full of it. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Bela. Man, oh boy, oh man, if you were to listen to the Democrat reaction to the special counsel assessment of Joe Biden's character, they would have you believe this is all made up. These people, (laughs) they just, they have an agenda. Here's Adam Sheff. I'm going to play you a clip. I'm going to play you a clip. From Adam Schiff. No God. No, no, we're gonna do it. Adam, you're gonna hear from Adam Schiff.
2: This guy's a serious
5: ass. But this is so funny because Adam Schiff says Robert Hur, who you know, released this assessment of Joe Biden. You understand is not impartial. He's besmirching a guy's character. You understand? Adam Schiff spent three years claiming Donald Trump was a Russian asset controlled by Vladimir Putin. This guy will say anything. And he did. He said the level of proof of collusion was beyond circumstantial. All you have right now is a circumstantial case.
1: Uh, actually, no, Chuck. Uh, I, I can tell you that the case is more than that. Uh, and I can't go into the particulars, but there is more than circumstantial evidence now. So, um, again, I think so you have Clapper, seen
5: direct evidence of collusion.
1: Uh, I don't want to go into specifics, but I will say that there is evidence that is not circumstantial uh, and, uh, and is very much worthy
4: of investigation. Garbage like you just makes me sick.
5: Now, did he actually see evidence that was beyond circumstantial? <laughs> nope. The Mueller probe and the Durham probe both found that the entire Russian collusion narrative was something based off the Steele dossier, which was opposition research bought and paid for by the Clinton campaign. It was made up by these sick people. So you understand, Adam Schiff was willing to light the country on fire for three years to destroy Donald Trump's reputation. No, no, it was stolen by Russia. I've seen the evidence, it's beyond circumstantial. That's who Adam Schiff is. But now he's telling you in this moment that the guy who interviewed Joe Biden and found on dozens of occasions, didn't know where he was or what year it was, is just trying to damage the guy's reputation to help Donald Trump, and how dare he, this hack, as Adam Schiff called him, okay, release information like this, clip eight.
1: Robert Herr couldn't make a legal case against Joe Biden, so he decided to make a political case against Joe Biden. Uh, what he did was willful, <laughs> that is, Robert Hur, <laughs> What he did was deliberate. What he did, he knew would damage uh, Joe Biden politically and gratify Donald Trump. In hindsight, it's too easy to say he -hmm. should have just appointed someone he knew would be more impartial. But, uh, you know, ideally, you appoint a prosecutor that will improve public confidence in the report. You don't expect them to be a hack.
5: You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You don't expect them to be a hack. Adam Schiff, again, who went on TV every night for three years— saying Donald Trump colluded with Russia and he had seen the proof. That is a fact check false. When Adam Schiff was under oath, did Adam Schiff say he saw the proof? <laughs> nope. Only on TV, where you're not facing a threat of perjury. Adam Schiff is just a garbage human being. But when he says Robert Hur couldn't make a legal case against Joe Biden, you can't handle the truth. Okay. Robert Hurst's case found that Joe Biden knowingly and willingly broke the law, meaning he committed a crime and was aware of it at the time. However, now would be a bad time to charge him because the guy doesn't know what planet he's on. Only the Democrats. You talk about a two-tiered system of justice. Trump's getting prosecuted for this. Biden isn't. And the Democrats are complaining about how they got away with it. When you're right, you're right. and You're right. But that's how you also know the fix is in. Like, that's how you know it's a two-tiered standard of justice. They not only feel entitled to get away with it, but they feel entitled for you to lie on their behalf and let them look good when they get away with it. That
3: is correct.
5: This guy not only should have let him go, Despite finding that he knowingly and willingly broke the law, but he should have let him go with some nice language. That's what they want you to believe. In my opinion, that sucks. Well, that's who they are. Here's Jen Psaki. Remember, Jen Psaki was in the White House. She came in after Kaylee McEnany. You remember her? Psaki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. Okay, here's Jen Psaki saying the White House, man, they must be banging their heads against the wall, knowing how sharp Biden is, but they got this guy out there, you know. Controlling the narrative, clip nine.
1: If you're sitting in the White House and on the campaign right now, you're absolutely banging your head against the wall at the way that the Thursday report has been covered, given all of the things that have happened this week, including, and I know you asked Chris Christie about this, the fact that Donald Trump yesterday suggested that Vladimir Putin should have free reign in attacking NATO allies. And what do we see when we wake up this morning? Wall-to-wall coverage of whether a guy who's four years older than his opponent is too old to be
5: president. But do you see the semantical gymnastics right there? He's four years older, as if, first of all, that is inconsequential. Four years old is a big deal. Okay, in a court of law alone, it's a huge deal. But getting past the significance of four years, it's the condition of the guy. Okay, you can tell me you don't like what Donald Trump did last week. I mean, listen, as somebody who supports the military— It was patently disgusting that Donald Trump slandered Nikki Haley's husband while the guy's overseas serving the country. Okay, believe me, you can like Trump better than Biden, but you look the other way on an awful lot of things as a Trump voter, especially if you're someone who supports the military. You know, Trump slandering, you know, like a John McCain or Trump slandering Nikki Haley's husband is gross if you're someone who unilaterally supports the military. But you suck it up because you like him better than Biden. That's fine. Okay, but understand... OK, when she tries to reduce this to age and conveniently avoid condition, the special counsel didn't say he's old. The special counsel didn't say he's too old. The special counsel said Biden's lost his marbles. And whether you lose them at 70 or you lose them at 170, if your marbles are gone, you can't lead the country.
4: Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you,
5: you're always right. OK, here it is. Chris Coons chairing biden's campaign says well it's the press coverage the press coverage shouldn't be covering the gaps here it is clip 11. and they may be gassed we all make mistakes we all make
0: mistakes but this is what the american public is seeing and it's raised concerns our poll shows over 80 percent uh responding saying that they think that biden is too old to serve as
5: president and jonathan if press coverage focuses relentlessly on things that don't represent Joe Biden's real body of work, Mm. you can push towards that kind of result. That poll should have been about who's actually working to secure our border. Oh, well, if you were going to make the conversation about who's working to secure our border, the correct answer is nobody. Do you hear the shill right there? Oh, what you should be talking about is who's working to secure our border. Yo, the people in charge right now let in 8 million people. By reversing the policies that had cut illegal border crossings by 80%. Do you understand in 2020 how many migrant encounters we had at the border under Trump? 400,000. You know how many we had had the next year? 2 million. You know what we had the year after that? 2.3. The year after that? 2.4. Okay, think about a 500% increase because they reversed Trump's border policies. They reversed them. They're not working to secure the border. They're working to let as many people into the country as possible.
4: But Buenos Dious.
5: So even his pivot to sell you on the idea of, well, you shouldn't be talking about this, you know, him saying stupid stuff and talking to dead people. You should be talking about the fact that he's letting everybody into the country. I mean, come on, man. I mean That is totally absurd. Okay, but that's where they find themselves. Here's my Orcas, a guy who in theory should be securing the border secretary of homeland security here he is attacking the prosecutor do you think the memo went out by the way so you got chris coons attacking the prosecutor you got saki attacking the prosecutor got Mayorkas attacking the prosecutor okay do you think anyone got together before the sunday shows this weekend and was like all right guys we've got a plan 86% of the American people say Biden's not fit to serve. But don't worry. We'll go after the prosecutor. It's all going to be fine, you guys. You don't understand what's going to happen here. You got to do better than that. Guys, if 86% of the people think Biden is nuts, okay, they think he's nuts. It's not because of what the prosecutor found. It's because of what they've seen over the last few years.
4: He knows what he's talking about.
5: And I'm not saying, like, hey, anyone listening has to vote Republican. Vote for whoever the hell you want. If you liked Robert F. Kennedy's rip-off commercial of his uh, late uncle, vote for RFK. I thought it was a great commercial. Did he steal a JFK ad? Yes, I think they were uh, aware of the fact and admit that they did. But if you like him, vote for him. America. That's how it works. I'm not in charge of the democracy. But as someone who cares about the country... I'm being upfront with you about the fact that Joe Biden shouldn't be leading us in either party. If he's a Republican, I can't carry him off the finish line. If Trump starts telling you Mar-a-Lago's the Copacabana, I don't want him running the country if I think he's nuts. Biden's nuts. Okay, 86% of the country thinks he's nuts. Here's Mayorkas, the guy who's supposed to be enforcing our border policies. Clip 14.
3: The responsibility of a federal prosecutor is to investigate and learn the facts and apply the law to those facts. The prosecutor did this, the the special counsel did this in the case, made a conclusion that there is no case, case closed. Mm -hmm. Then made gratuitous, unnecessary, and inaccurate personal remarks, and those are improper. The most difficult part about a meeting with President Biden is preparing for it, because he is sharp, Mm -hmm. intensely probing, and detail-oriented and focused. (laughs) I mean,
5: seriously, orcas You are a
3: sad, strange little man.
5: Okay, we're being told that Biden in these meetings is wandering off in conversation for three, four minutes at a time, pausing for two minutes at a time, is often ushered in and out of meetings, sometimes randomly snaps on people. But when you hear orcas again, they have a coordinated talking point. Hey, this special prosecutor took it too far. By saying he was nuts. Who cares if you think he's nuts? You should forget he's nuts because the special prosecutor shouldn't tell you he's nuts. That's what they're going with now. Okay, forget that 86% of the public thinks he's nuts. The fact that a prosecutor said he's nuts too isn't cool, so we should just pretend it never happened. That's what they're telling you right now. It's the dumbest thing ever. But understand, when he says he made a conclusion that there's there's no case against Biden, he didn't make that case. He said he knowingly, willingly broke the law. That was what he said in his summary. He said he knowingly, willingly broke the law. However, a jury would likely see him as a sympathetic elderly man with a very poor memory. Meaning he didn't say he was not guilty. He said he was not all there. Brian's in Clarion, Pennsylvania. Brian! Brian!
2: Hey, Jimmy, thanks for taking my call. You know, you guys know how much Bob and I dislike Biden, but I have to share this with you because I am shocked at what happened. When I listened to that press conference about, you know, the report, mm-hmm. I, I actually, my animosity towards Mr. Biden started to melt. Mm-hmm. I wept openly, Jimmy, because what I saw was a suffering man and i'm so disgusted at this administration his wife the vice president the people in the cabinet who see on a daily basis how this man is suffering with dementia what has happened to us as a people this this country how can we stand this anymore and i i was shocked i hadn't cried that much jimmy since Uh, Since my father died in 2010, Mm -hmm. this man needs to go. He's demented. He's ill. And I I don't know. I I just can't stand to watch this anymore. And Mm -hmm. the people in Washington who are allowing this man to suffer this way, Mm -hmm. not to mention the security risks of him supposedly running the country, I I just – I don't think I can stand it anymore.
5: Listen, it's very hard to watch, but I think part of the challenge also is that Biden – In his senior moments, wants to do the gig again, you know, so they have to talk him out of running. But you're right to say that anyone who has dealt with something like this in their family knows what they're looking at. It's inescapable. Mm -hmm. If you've seen it once, you don't unsee it. If someone starts exhibiting those symptoms, because it's very jarring to be talking to a loved one and have to admit to yourself, oh, my goodness, this person lost their Internet connection they're no longer tethered to a rational ability to converse and when you see that out of a president we're supposed to be able to stop as a country and go oh no you can't do that he's got to go and the fact that we're probably three years past seeing that as a president is what makes me sad I don't like that he's going through it and I understand where you're coming from but I'm just sad that our politics are so broken that we can't agree on the obvious it's like we all know the sun came up today because we're still alive yet if you stated that on Twitter half the country would argue with you. And that's a sign of a broken people.
2: Hillary Clinton seemed to call the vice president a liar because Mm -hmm. she said that she calls the White House and the people at the White House know it's a concern. So when is this going to stop? We need to demand that he be removed from office or convince him to resign or something. I mean, this is a this is turned from, you know, a disgrace to a tragedy.
5: Yep, it is. It's sad. Well, listen. If the White House was listening, and I, I no doubt they might be at this point, they, they need all the help they can get. Uh, let's hope your remarks uh, carried enough weight to get something done. Uh, you and Bob, good. Otherwise, everything's good. We are
2: very good, and we're looking forward to the spring, and we love your show. Oh, buddy. And, um, you know, I, we just love listening to you. I, we don't know what we do out here in western Pennsylvania. In fact, the next time you go home mm-hmm. to Ohio, you should stop by. We're right off the Clarion exit.
5: Wow, I know exactly where that is. Are you kidding me? All right, we'll We'll chat. Um- this is a thing, Brian, because okay. I, pa- I pass you constantly. Uh, I don't get We're out three there. three as- miles away. Oh, Brian, this is a thing. All right, we'll talk about it. Uh, I'm running okay. to a commercial break, but tell Bob to, you know, clean the place up. The Failers are coming over. <laughs> I'll see you soon, buddy. <laughs> Bye-bye. Love you, Brian. There he goes. There we go. Back after this.
4: The show that sees through the bully.:
5: My response is right, you
0: know, and the stripper really likes you.
4: This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Failer.
5: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy hole holding this country together one call at a time. Michael is in Madison, Wisconsin. Michael!
3: Jimmy! Oh, hey, boy. so uh, what do you think the memo that went out last week to the media said? Something like... Uh, It's okay to stop lying and tell the truth about Biden, or you can now report what anyone with eyes and a brain has known for the past four years. You know what do you think it said? Because everybody obviously got a memo.
5: It's funny. There's two, yeah. There's two camps here, Michael. Very good analysis. Okay, the reporters are reporting, but then there's this other effort being made to discredit the memo. You know what I'm saying? Like some of them are like, "Oh hell no, you can't say that." But the problem Biden has right now, it's not whether or not the media is covering. It's not whether or not the special prosecutor should have said something. It's that the rest of us have seen the guy. And if you get on TV three times last week and talk to a dead president, we don't really need anyone's opinion to inform ours. You know what I'm saying? And that's, <laughs> exactly. that's, that's where we find themselves. So I thought I drank a lot watching the Super Bowl, but apparently there were members of the media who drank more. <laughs>
3: Oh, well.
6: Hey,
5: look, let's don't gloss over that fantastic show of yours on Saturday night. Holy cow. But I'm on to your little scheme. Okay. You owe all
6: of these comedians that you have on it. You tell them, hey, i let you come on the show and we're square, right? (laughs)
5: That's enough. That's enough out of Michael for a Monday. Get him out of here.
6: Get him out.
4: Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
5: There it is. We are back in action for a big hour, a plush-sized hour, an embarrassment of radio riches right here on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Giotto Caldwell, pretty politically astute fellow, Fox News contributor, loves to talk about the fact that the Democrats can't stop Weaponizing the race card. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. But it's not working anymore because 86% of the country thinks the president has dementia. It ain't good, uh, but we're going to get into it with Giano in this hour. 888-788-9910. Okay? You don't have to agree. You can Disagree. You could just be on the fence. You don't even need to have an opinion. That's the whole hook of the show, is there is no intellectual cost of admission. I
3: don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are.
5: No, ma'am, doesn't matter. Okay, on this show, the only rule, we say it every day, we have one little tiny rule. We're not going to sit here and listen to you badmouth the United States of America. That's it, man. If you live in America, you're doing all right. You live in the best country on the planet. Instead of fighting all day, no, I don't like those guys. Like, there's so many shows right now. If you just want to be mad, you're halfway through your work day or you're in traffic, you know, whatever the case may be, you just want somebody to gin you up. You turn the dial in any direction right now. There's going to be somebody yelling in this time slot. There's a lot of people trying to replace Rush Limbaugh, but they don't have the talent, so they don't have the ability to entertain. They don't have the... I guess you'd call companionship that El Rushbow blessed so many of us with. He was a good hang. Radio is a buddy cop movie. And you get into the car and you hear a partner's voice coming out of the speakers and you've got to decide whether or not you can ride along with that guy and fight crime. That's what Rush did the best. That's what I pride myself on being. Good company in the squad car. That's all we're really going for here day in and day out. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? man just a hang we'll have a little chat about the state of the country and everything in between so one of the things no one was digging since i played that fancy can you dig it clip from the warriors by the way great 80s movie if you didn't see it is yesterday the white house they skipped the traditional super bowl interview they won't trot biden out there for three and a half minutes which is a really bad sign because number one if you are running for re-election the super bowl audience is massive it's huge It's 130 million people. It's the biggest television event in this country, bigger than both political conventions combined times two. The Republicans would be lucky, lucky if they got 20 million this summer. The Democrats, just the same. So you understand the two political conventions combined might bring in 40 million people. Okay, the Super Bowl brings in 130 million people. It's basically like doing six of your own conventions at once. You get a three-minute cream puff interview. They didn't trot Biden out there. The excuse out of the White House was, well, we don't want to politicize sports. Wait, what? This is the same White House that canceled the Major League Baseball All-Star game in Georgia over what Biden claimed was Jim Crow on steroids because they wanted voter ID. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in, in Georgia. And 40 other states. Jim Crow on steroids with a straight face not only politicized the game, but said Georgia was worse than the KKK for asking you to show a government ID that was supposedly worse than burning down someone's house or physically assaulting them so they wouldn't vote. That's what Joe Biden was capable of. This guy's a serious ass. So when you say, you know, he's not doing the Super Bowl interview because he doesn't want politics to overshadow professional sports. Come on, don't bullshit. Me. Okay, it's stupid. But what did they do yesterday instead of a Super Bowl interview where he might have to spontaneously converse with someone, respond to questions, speak off the cuff, things they don't let him do? The White House filmed a video yesterday of Joe Biden taking on the scourge of shrinkflation. Shrinkflation became a phenomenon. Because after the government's runaway spending caused a record level of inflation, what companies did is they passed along the cost to the consumer by shrinking the contents of the packages. So you're not only paying more money for a bag of Doritos, but you're getting less Doritos to keep the company's manufacturing costs down. Okay, this was the end result of reckless government spending that the Democrats enacted— When they took over from President Trump, they used COVID as an excuse to spend money on anything they wanted to. Well, you know, COVID's bad, so student loan forgiveness. You know, COVID's bad, so we need a climate program. You know, COVID's bad, so we need a gender studies in Iran. Okay, and they they used COVID as a Trojan horse to shoehorn all of their pet projects into. And they did it at a time when we were already $32 trillion in debt. They are like, why not, you know, blow another $6 trillion? That is financial lunacy. Okay, so understand now is inflation was out of control and shrinkflation became a thing. Okay, it's obviously unpopular with the consumers. So the White House yesterday decided to trot Biden out to speak on the scourge of shrinkflation, something his own economic policies caused. But here he is again trying to get credit for extinguishing a fire he said, It's like him with the border policies. Well, we got to pass a border bill to solve the border problem. But first of all, you just spent the last three years telling us the border was fine. Second of all, we only have a border problem because you reversed a bunch of policies that were working. You caused the problem. But when they send Biden out, I'm going to play you the audio. It won't be as apparent in the audio, but if you watch the video, it's actually sad. There are probably 15 jump cuts in this video. A jump cut... So, you understand, is when they edit out specific parts of an interview and jump ahead in the conversation. Sometimes it's done for time, but it's usually done because something didn't make sense, a joke didn't land, okay, and they need to create the appearance that this was a coherent chapter in the conversation. Biden, in taping a pre scripted set of remarks to the camera, is the subject of about 15 jump cuts in the 40-second clip I'm about to play you. This is Biden and the White House skipping the traditional Super Bowl interview where they'd have to react in real time, preferring instead to read from a teleprompter about a problem they themselves caused and now want you to believe they're the only ones who can put out. This is politics as usual. But it's bad politics as the guy looked terrible. Here it is, clip 10. It's
0: Super Bowl Sunday. If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game. You know, when buying snacks for the jump game cut. you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. A bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, but not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one jump by cut, shrinking the cut. products little by little and hoping you won't notice. It's also a joke. Give me cut. a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling on companies to put a stop to this. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing now.
5: Oh, God, so stupid. The man is insane. He's not responsible for himself. And they put it to music so the verbal cues aren't as jarring, you know, to your ear when you listen. But when you watch the video, what you'll notice is a jump cut happens when you see an edit in a video. And you can tell the energy is different from one sentence to the next. A jump cut happens, and it's obvious to you because you can see a very heavily edited clip, meaning someone's speaking and mid-word, it cuts to the next word. These things are smoothed over relentlessly by editors. Okay, I, you, we work in television. I see it done for time constantly. But when they're doing this with Biden, and this is his Super Bowl message, okay, shrinkflation. You're spending more money, you're getting a smaller package. They caused shrinkflation, to be clear. That's true. That is true. Okay, but at a time when 33% of Americans approve of the guy's job performance, and he can't even sit for a Super Bowl interview because they don't know what's going to come out of his mouth, when you see the White House choosing instead to make shrinkflation the centerpiece of their Super Bowl pitch, okay, that's them admitting, whether they want to say it out loud or not, that this guy ain't all there. You are correct, sir. Okay, he can't sit for an interview where you can literally answer any question with guacamole. It's bad. Okay, Jill Biden has apparently pushed back on this. Jill Biden, the woman who doesn't mind abusing this guy, a woman, Whoopi Goldberg, once told us with a straight face would make a good surgeon general because she's an excellent doctor. That was embarrassing. It's my favorite thing in the world because Jill Biden is not a doctor.
0: Dr. Jill... <sighs> Becomes a surgeon general,
3: his wife. Yeah, Joe, Biden. Joe Biden's wife. Cause she, you know, she he mid- would mid- never do it, but she, yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. I, she I doctor and PhD. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I don't. I, don't oh,
5: know, I could I don't be know. wrong. Maybe I she was. Yeah, I think th- she
1: th- she's, th- she's th- a teacher, oh. but.
5: So anyway, my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg.
3: You're an idiot.
5: <laughs> doctor Jill should be the surgeon general. Because she's an excellent doctor. But people applauded the line. They're like, yeah, no, no, she should be good. Because that's what's going on on The View. It's a bunch of gassy middle-aged women who just applaud each other and have no idea what they're talking about. The View is awful. Thankfully, somebody corrected her in real time, but that's what you're dealing with. So anyway, Jill Biden, who is not the Surgeon General because she's not a real doctor, coming after the special counsel for saying in his interview uh, with her office, you know, he said Biden's memory was terrible, didn't know what was going on, forgot the first day of the interview when his term ended as VP, forgot on the second day of interview when his term began, forgot when his son died. They weren't asking about when his son died to traumatize him. And I have a lot of grace and consideration for them going through what they went through, obviously. They were asking because there were classified documents that were hidden inside memorial documents related to Bo Biden. It came up. Biden was asked. Not because they were just being nosy. He was being asked because it's an investigation. And when you find classified documents anywhere but in a skiff, you do find them in you know personal family documents. You're going to ask what they're doing there. That's just how an investigation works. But the fact that they're now out there going after the prosecutor instead of denying what the prosecutor said about Joe Biden pretty much tells you everything uh, that you need to know. I think he's got a point. Biden's out to lunch. So we can't do a Super Bowl interview. They have him pre record this interview. The only problem is okay, he got annihilated on social media by trying to blame manufacturers for a problem he caused. Shrinkflation became a thing. I covered it on Neil Cavuto's show in the early going of the Biden administration. He brought me on because ostensibly I look like I get paid in potato chips. And was like, Jimmy, how do you feel about the fact that the prices are going up, but the content inside the bag is going down? And of course, you know, I felt I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. But you understand, okay? a lot of people agreed with me paying more, getting less. That's the Biden administration in a nutshell. So when the Biden post a video on Super Bowl Sunday going, damn, these manufacturers charging you more. It's like when they used to yell about gas prices. Damn, the price of gas is going up. Yes, because if you change the ratios of supply and demand, it adversely impacts the price of things. Just the same as inflation went up because of their own reckless spending. Inflation, by definition, is caused by too many dollars chasing after too few goods. So when they yell and scream about inflation, ah, these companies charging more. They're passing the cost on to the consumer. Why? Why? Because the government drove up their costs. It's no different than when they talk about jacking up the price of a minimum wage. Okay, if you jack up the price of minimum wage, which, again, I want people to make a living. But you understand the way this works is the employer doesn't go, well, guess I got to pay more now. Just eat up my profits. No, they raise the price and pass that on over to you and me, the consumer.
1: Thanks, big government weenuses.
5: So that's what's going on with a lot of Biden's policies right now whether you're talking about the border, whether you're talking about shrinkflation, these are things that are the end result of Biden's domestic policies. So when he gets out in front of the Twitter and reads off a prompter 35 you know, tries later and goes, yeah, shrinkflation, they're the real bad guys. Braah. Okay, you see it on two levels. One is the fact that there's so much weakness that they can't sit for a presidential interview. The other is they want credit for putting out fires they caused. They are arsonists by definition trying to win medals for their valor in fighting fires. And to be honest with you, I'd be happy if they could put out these fires. That would be fine by me. But if you really wanted to help the country, you might want to just stop lighting them altogether. Okay, that would be if you really wanted to get things turned around... Okay, I appreciate the quick response to shrinkflation, but I don't know. Maybe don't cause any in the future, and we'd be even better off. What can I
4: tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. You're listening to the best dad on the radio.
5: Can't believe you forgot my birthday.
4: You're with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America.
5: Fox Cross America with Jimmy Fallon, Giano Caldwell coming up. Going to rip through some quick calls really quickly. Tim is in Orlando, Florida, where I will be at the Plaza Live on Mother's Day. Yo, Tim, what's up, buddy?
1: Beautiful. Thanks for taking the call, Jimmy. C-I-A. Corruption, incompetence, arrogance. I mean, let's face it, her, this special prosecutor basically said this man is not even mentally fit to stand trial. He was willful. He broke the law. He is not fit to even stand trial, much less run this country. CIA.
5: Yep. So I agree. I, I don't I don't think he's going to wind up running, like personally. But right. I think that was the moment last week, you know, for the rest of the world to have to acknowledge it and then for Biden to come out, attempt to defend it and make it worse. I think that was a historic week last week. And I'm hoping uh, your CIA analogy— Uh, weighs on them in the sense that they realize what everybody else knows to be true. They have to make a change. It's like I don't even get on the air as someone who's clearly a conservative and just go, well, that's it, give us the country. But they at least owe us a better nominee, do they not?
1: Absolutely, and that's uh, the question. Who is going to, I mean, who can possibly wedge their way into this thing? Uh But it is arrogance that is always the part of the left that is the undoing, the overreach and the arrogance, though. Biden's always been a weak just a weak stick, but uh, his arrogance and mm. hubris. But that pretty much typifies the Democrat Party, in my opinion.
5: Yeah, it does. That's the problem. So they'll be there'll be somebody else. But if they can just talk to living presidents, I would consider that progress. Uh, <laughs> great call, Tim. I am coming down there on Mother's Day. We'll talk again before then. You might have to come hang cool. out with us.
1: Okay, I've, I've heard you've been called a mother quite often. Well, there it is!
5: Good shots fired! Tim, excellent call. We'll do it again. Uh, <laughs> Josh is out in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yo, Josh. Hey, Jimmy, how are you? You know, it's under control. I'm a little punch-drunk from the Super Bowl, but you can steer me back onto the rails.
6: Yeah, you and me both. Question for you. Don't you think it's, if, if Biden is too coco, uh, you know, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs to be tried... And then he gets on stage and says that, no, he's, he's not cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Then shouldn't he be tried?
5: Yeah, well, I know, because that's the point. He's basically saying, prosecute me. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, don't say that. But you're right to say that's the point here. We either have to I accept he's nuts or we have to throw or we have to put him on trial.
6: I mean, you can't have your breakfast cereals and eat it, too, you
5: know? No, even if you're tight with corn pop. um. Listen, I think you make you make a really good point, and we're going to expand on that with Gianno because we're up against the commercial break. Uh, but are they partying in Cincinnati as the home of Travis Kelsey? Uh, I guess. They
6: want the Bengals to win, but, yeah, That's we're true. happy for Travis.
5: Yeah, all right, we'll give it a try, but you're right. There's only so much Skyline chili you can eat without a Bengals championship. Good call. We'll do it again. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. As you know, Travis Kelsey riding high, wins the Super Bowl, goes home with Taylor Swift. But I got to be honest with you, he might not have been able to go home with Taylor Swift if my next guest was at the Super Bowl. Ladies love Cool G. We're talking about Gianno Caldwell on the line now. Hey, hey, hey. Hey,
7: my brother, good to hear your voice.
5: Is it is it true that Travis Kelsey might have struck out with Taylor Swift if she had you as an option?
7: Well, listen, I was never an option for her. That's why she chose the next almost best thing. <laughs> 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 and uh, the cameras have been capturing all the love. Uh, listen, you know, her and I are uh, uh-huh. a couple years apart from each other. So, you know.
5: No, no, I, I got to be honest, Gianna. Uh, I, I, I get it. And a, and a man with your options, I understand, like, the biggest pop star in the world's not there. But I will tell you this. As, <laughs> as, as a right-wing guy, okay, I'm not one of those people who hates Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey because I'm thrilled to see some average-looking white people get famous. You know what I'm saying? That helps me. <laughs> that helps me. I don't, if, if the average-looking whites can break through, I got a shot here, player. Well, I mean, you're married
7: now, and now that you've become so famous, your wife's not letting you go anywhere, so you're kind of stuck.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, she makes me put my nuts on a scale before I leave the house. Are you kidding me? She's a, you know, she needs so I to. I imagine
8: meet. it doesn't uh, register the weight.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. I'm laughing. Uh, did you uh, Did you catch any of this spectacle last night?
7: actually just just a very little of it i'm i i kind of got involved in the sports or politics when i was 14 years old so football doesn't necessarily grab my attention as much but it's always good to see how other people enjoy it yep. in the halftime show and how political Sometimes the halftime shows can be in the commercials in and of itself.
5: Yeah, no, it's a true thing. We're talking to Gianno Caldwell. Well, what's funny is you were not the only person to skip the Super Bowl. The president was supposed to be doing the traditional pregame interview. Now – They 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 decided not to. But what's funny and scary at the same time is when you're doing an interview on Super Bowl Sunday, you can answer beer and chicken wings to any question you want and you'll be fine. Uh, It's it's (laughs) the Super Bowl beer, chicken, you know, anything you want guacamole. You're fine. Okay. they didn't trust him to do that. Were you one of those people like me who saw Biden skipping the Super Bowl interview as a sign of weakness?
7: Well, I mean, it's clear, yes, to answer your question. It is very clear that Joe Biden is one of the most unpopular presidents in modern history, and it's across the spectrum, uh, Democrats, Republicans, and independents. Mm -hmm. People do blame him for a lot of the issues, and rightfully so, that are going on in the country, border, uh, the economy, inflation, prices, still as high as they were. Uh, before, uh, you know, after COVID, so it's, he has a lot of issues and now we got this special counsel's report that came out showing that his, he wouldn't be qualified because you need to have a good memory. He wouldn't be qualified to be a cashier to Popeye's chicken. And that's what, that's what it really comes down to. He He couldn't count the change, right? He may forget. He may forget about your order. You'll be sitting there for 30 minutes. Like, Hey, where's my four piece and my two biscuits. Four-piece? I thought you ordered ten pieces. We're still working on it. No pieces at all. Like, I mean, it's, it's a terrible place to be as a country and certainly to have a president like that. Yeah. My guys, shame on us.
5: Yeah, you can't even say four-piece because he'd be like, what, 4 score and seven years ago? Abe Lincoln's here,
7: you know? is that back when I was born. Yeah, Hilar-
5: hilarious. Well, that's what's funny is, like, someone said to me, They're like, well, you know, if he did the interview, it was just going to be him bashing Trump the whole time. But I was like, yeah, well, at least he'd be talking about a living president. (laughs) My goodness. Crazy stuff. Or,
7: or in other words, if he was at cashier at Popeye's, you'll say, you know what? When I was coming up, chicken was five cents. Yeah. Here you go.
5: <laughs> so funny. We're talking to Gianno Caldwell, uh, multimedia matinee idol and superstar. Where do you think this thing goes? You know, a lot of people are saying that Democratic donors are freaking out behind the scenes. You know, when the New York Times starts running pieces that say Biden needs to step down. You know, that tells me there are wheels in motion, whether the White House wants to acknowledge that or not. Do you think they, you know, they keep them on or do you think we're going to watch wind up watching Trump run against Gavin Newsom or something like that?
7: Well, I I just honestly don't see Joe Biden at any time stepping aside willingly. And Mm -hmm. I don't see a mechanism for them to get him to step aside absent the 25th Amendment, Mm -hmm. Uh, absent that. Which is a tool is at their disposal, and I think a rifle tool because he did put our national security at risk. And I think that he's an active uh, national security risk if you cannot remember certain details. If you consider the fact that we got this war in Europe mm-hmm. and we got Iran that's attacking us through their proxy Hezbollah, mm-hmm. uh, if there is a decision that needs to be made, especially considering what we got in. And, and Europe, which means we could literally be going into World War III if Putin attacks any of our NATO allies. Mm-hmm. Then he could put our lives in jeopardy by forgetting a very important detail in ordering the generals to do something that could have a ne- negative, very negative impact on the lives of those who live right here in the United States of America. So this is a problem, even though we're we're joking about it, of a great magnitude. Yeah. This is a very serious issue, and I, in terms of the election. I have no idea how this is going to go. There's so many ingredients in the stew. And then you you know as the documents case have come out and they said that he willfully retained classified documents, mm-hmm. which is the same thing they charged Donald Trump with. I can imagine them coming up and saying, hey, we're going to add a charge of uh, uh, obstruction of justice yeah. uh, to, to, to the case. That, that's what we're going to do, or with the insurrectionists, what we saw in the Supreme Court. Um, They were saying, oh, he wasn't convicted as an insurrectionist. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll come up with a charge for that. But I I just don't see it stopping Mm -hmm. them attacking Trump, weaponizing the government, uh as, as much as they possibly can but i don't think that is going to have as much meaning with the american people because they already see this as political
5: yeah gianna colwell's on the line telling it like it is i think that's part of the problem though it's like when they drafted that memo about biden and you know so they had a justification for charging trump but not him they were essentially saying biden is not mentally fit to stand trial Which at that point, I think disqualifies him from the presidency. But as it pertains to your comments about the Middle East, you know, I actually was freaked out. But then when I heard last week that Biden's been addressing the situation in Gaza by calling the president of Mexico, I was like, okay, maybe we have it (laughs) under control.
7: It's scary. He's on the phone with CeCe and telling him what to do, and needs the president of Mexico. <laughs> it's like, dude. You know, this...
5: <laughs> I know. I laugh because it's a coping mechanism, because I don't want to acknowledge that this is my reality as an American, but I think a lot of people are starting to embrace the fact that this can't go on, man. It can't go on. They had a press conference last week to prove to the world that he wasn't nuts, and he got presidents wrong, regions wrong, and again, <laughs> right. quit talking in the middle of a sentence because he was finished. Let me ask you this because you lead a clean life. I've actually hung out with you, okay? But if you were a guy who smoked weed, okay, would you buy weed off of Joe Biden? Like if you had a friend who shook hands with invisible people, would you buy weed off that guy? I I, I don't want them psychedelics. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) And once you know that's the case, he's got to go.
7: I've seen I've seen them pass out with world leaders, so I don't know. I mean, in the middle of press conferences, so I don't I don't want any parts of that. Them drugs are too strong for me. I'll stick to my Tylenol and, and go to sleep. You know, nappy time. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Let me throw one more at you. Uh, Nikki Haley's doing a lot of TV. She's kind of hanging around. Is she kind of rooting for the Democrats to throw Trump in jail? Like, what is her end game? Because I don't see her win in South Carolina. I've met her. I like her personally. But she's taking so much heat from the right for still being in the race. But do you think there's something in play here we don't get?
7: I mean, maybe hopes and dreams for her. So maybe she want to run on Obama's platform. <laughs> I mean, really, all hope, no change uh, in her poll results. I, I just can't imagine her actually sticking around past South uh, Carolina. She's made as much point as she's going to make. Mm-hmm. I don't think the American people, especially the Republican Party, is going to choose her over Donald Trump, Uh, so I I have no idea what she's looking to do. I don't think it's a spoiler to Donald Trump Mm -hmm. because she's not winning anything. She's not won any race as of yet. She's Mm -hmm. just – well there, and we giving the Democrats more time because Joe Biden isn't running a general election campaign, mm-hmm. uh but I can't imagine even when he is the nominee for officially and Donald Trump is as well that he's going to be doing it. You can't put this guy in any rallies when he's going to be mixing up people and <laughs> Again, you know, it just, it just exposes them more. They wish <laughs> they had a basement to put them in.
5: Dude, they wouldn't do, again, You brilliant point, they wouldn't let them do a three-minute Super Bowl interview. Again, a three-minute Super Bowl interview, you can say the word football, guacamole, and beer as much as you want. Everyone just laughs and takes the ride with you. And uh, to be clear, three minutes, okay, as short as that sounds, is even shorter when you consider it takes Biden two minutes and 45 seconds to answer one question. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right, and then
7: that's if the answer is on the card he's holding. <laughs> oh no!
5: This is the world
7: we're living in. It
5: uh, is. All right, listen, man, I, I appreciate you taking time out from the champagne room to give us a minute. Uh, we will get together soon on the TV side. Uh, my radio listeners don't know how much muscle you've been throwing around behind the scenes at me for not having you on my show yet, but you understand you are <laughs> a, a valued guest. Like We only had Kennedy on this weekend for the first time. It's week five. She started oh, wow. me on the channel. Like As a Sicilian guy, she's actually supposed to co-host the first episode out of loyalty, but there are logistical considerations, Mr. Caldwell, but you're coming, and I appreciate promised the american people you'd be there so you better show up damn it I, I
7: mean i'm super excited i can't wait to do it with you we've hosted shows on the channel before and they've always been so much fun so i'm looking forward to more fun on an even better platform to do it a comedy show so let, let, let's get to it
5: let's go the great Gianno caldwell i'll talk to you soon brother you're the best talk soon my man there he goes giano caldwell who says he's going to come on Fox News Saturday night. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. <laughs> Too funny. Uh, he's not a schmuck. Fox News Saturday night's doing great. We're making all kinds of moves. Winning in the ratings. Fun audience. Everybody's having a good time. The show is a hang. It's like this show. So when you hear us talking about Biden, I'm not saying it is anything other than a guy who lives in this country who's being up front with you. When the New York Times, when the New York Times says Biden has to go, okay. It's over.
4: He knows what he's talking about.
5: And let me explain this to you, just so you guys understand. You can't give the media a free pass on this and go, oh, it turns out they're credible. Turns out the media, you know, they're impartial when it comes to this stuff after all. Wrong. No, the reason they want him out now, now, if they can get him out now, okay, that gives them the next four or five months to reclaim some credibility. So whenever the next Democratic candidate emerges, they can absolutely shoot them out of a cannon like this is the greatest person in the world. We've loved them the whole time. Everybody's got to vote for them. That's what they're going to do. Okay. they want back a little credibility so they can go back to shilling for whoever the Democratic nominee happens to be. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Make no mistake. They want Biden out. They don't think Biden can win. They don't. They don't want him there. Okay, but it doesn't mean they're considering the alternative. It doesn't mean they're going to vote for whoever the Republican is, whether it's Trump or Haley or anybody in between. It just means they have just barely enough dignity to not want to be saddled with selling Biden to the American people. They were able to do it once by making 2020 an anti-Trump vote. They didn't sell you on Biden. There was no Biden to sell. The man had the public appearance schedule of a groundhog. OK, for real, Punxsutawney Phil thought Biden needed to get out more. But understand now going into that election with a pandemic happening, Trump having historically high negatives for a president, you know, him dealing with all kinds of character issues on Twitter and everything in between. It was easy to sell people in the midst of a global pandemic that this guy was a little unstable and you needed to get him out of there because Trump didn't know what he was doing with COVID. It was made up by these sick people. And you can only say that, why? Because Trump was the guy who created the vaccine. And the same media that was like, ah, I wouldn't even take, this thing's horrible. Come on, God doesn't know what he's doing. He's gonna get us all killed. They eventually turned around once the Democrats were in office and started shaming you for not wanting to take the vaccine that they bashed. Not getting vaccines. It's time to start shaming them. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. them. That-
4: their freedom. I want my freedom to live. No, screw your freedom. You're a schmuck for not
5: wearing a mask.
4: We have to stop coddling the morons who will not get the shot. Shame on you.
5: I mean, man. The media is a bunch of losers. Are they ever? But understand, that was a media that during the 2020 election made, made the vaccine sound like Trump was making it for, bi- you know, Barron School Science Fair. OK, not even calling out Biden and Kamala when they trashed the vaccine on the campaign trail.
3: Let's just say there is a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us.
0: If and when the vaccine comes, it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine. Who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say, "Put me, sign me up."
5: Think about that. Who the hell's going to take this thing when we get it? Come on, man. You going to take that? I'm not taking. Are you out of your mind? I'm not taking it. And the media was applauding them for speaking out. Oh, we got to be careful with the Trump vaccine. Then they got into office and the media was like, anyone who won't take the vaccine is a monster. That's what they did. This is total crap. Oh, totally. So understand, okay, they're capable of taking any position, like literally any position, okay? The media should have their own page on Pornhub, okay, if we're being honest, because they'll do anything. OK, but the fact remains they're not turning on Biden because they've suddenly become Republican. OK, that the, or because they've suddenly become objective. They're turning on Biden because they know they can't sell the guy. OK, they cannot sell this guy. And believe me, they'd sell you anything. They tried to sell you the idea that we should defund the police. Well, That's the dumbest thing I've heard of. Okay, but understand, Biden is not getting crushed right now by The New York Times and James Carble and everybody else because they're Republican. Okay, Biden's getting crushed because they want to get to work on shilling for the next Democratic nominee.
6: And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit.
4: The
5: critics have spoken.
6: It's a mess. It's
4: a mess. This is Fox Across America.
5: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon fired up. In the next hour, we're going to be talking to Arizona Representative Andy Biggs, uh, who is weighing in on the border catastrophe and the fact that Secretary Mayorkas says the Democrats bear no responsibility for what's happening at the border. You are so full of shit. Oh man, I mean seriously, we're living in the death of shame, okay? And as worked up as it gets you politically. We'll keep the mood light in the next hour. The champ's not having it. This is so stupid, okay? I've been saying this for a week now. If you haven't seen the movie Backdraft, Okay, the Democrats are backdrafting our border. They started a fire. Now they want credit for putting it out, but nobody wants to help them because they can't see through the shamelessness of it all. Never mind that the border bill they're trying to pass doesn't get the job done. Correct the mundo. So we'll get into it with Andy Biggs. More of your calls, texts, tweets, carrier pigeons, maybe even a smoke signal if Elizabeth Warren's listening. Come on, I'm being stupid. Because that's what we do right here on the Big Bad One and only high-flying, death-defying, internationally renowned, New York Times best-selling. How about that, hot damn? It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. We're back after this with Andy Biggs. Don't go anywhere or you're dead to me. I mean it.
4: Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
5: There it is. and Here we go. Back in action. Big hour coming up with Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking with Arizona Representative Andy Biggs, who weighs in on a border catastrophe that according to the White House, according to Secretary Mayorkas, they deserved no blame for. Democrats are so full of crap. You know, time was you could reverse all the border policies, let 8 million people in, and nobody said anything. That is offensive, and it is not true. Of course, we all know that, but here is my orcus. I'm going to play it for you right here at the tippy top of the hour. Why? Because you might not be able to tell from my tone, but we're trying to have an adult conversation on this show
4: sell crazy someplace else we're all stocked up here
5: no we are we get into like heavy stuff we just do it with a better tone and tenor than a lot of what's out there mainly because like i said everybody in this country right now is on the verge of snapping and when it comes to like political discourse you always hear like america needs to have a conversation and then the minute the conversation starts, one guy's like... Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. And the next thing you know, we're not having a conversation. We're just screaming at each other. We're just getting ready to beat each other senseless. Never hit anyone in anger unless you're absolutely sure you can get away with it. Words to live by. But when it comes to orcus, you couldn't get away with it. I'm not suggesting violence is the answer. But the fact that they were unable to impeach him, they don't have the votes... It wouldn't have ultimately solved the problem. But you understand, at the end of the day, Mayorkas is basically just enforcing whatever policies come down from the White House.
4: He knows what he's talking about.
5: And his job as the guy enforcing policies is to get out there and make the case that they're working, is to get out there and make the case that he's not the problem at the border. When you realize, okay, illegal border crossings have increased by 500% under Secretary Mayorkas.
0: You have no idea how to defend a nation.
5: But here he is yesterday on NBC's Meet the Press, okay, telling Kristen Welker that he doesn't deserve responsibility for a broken immigration system. Now, to be clear, he isn't the reason we have a broken immigration system. However, he is... The reason people are coming to the border. Okay, they're not coming to the border because the immigration system is broken. They're coming into the border because they're getting in. mundo. That's it. There's no other reason they're coming. Okay, the immigration system affects people who want to do this legally. Okay, the people coming to our border... Are not respecting our laws; they're just coming in illegally. But here's uh, Myarcus again, trying to pass the buck. Clip 22.
3: A bipartisan group of senators have now presented us with the tools and resources we need. Bipartisan group, and yet. Um, Congress killed it before even reading it.
0: No doubt there is gridlock on Congress, but do you bear responsibility for what is happening at the border, what the president himself has called a crisis?
3: It certainly is a crisis, and we don't bear responsibility for a broken system, and we're doing a tremendous amount within that broken system. But fundamentally, fundamentally, Congress is the only one who can fix it.
5: Uh, I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. Okay, when he says... Well, the border certainly is a crisis, but we don't bear responsibility for a broken system. I mean, don't change the subject. Just answer the fucking question. But that's exactly what he did. He changed the subject. OK, again and again and again. They only come to the border because we're letting them in. If they walk a thousand miles and get told, no, you can't come in. Do you think they call their family and say, hey, you should walk a thousand miles, too? <laughs> no. And I have great empathy for people who are trying to come here to build a better life. But you understand the people bearing the brunt of it are everyday Americans that respect our laws that are now so overwhelmed when it comes to infrastructure that we're being told by people in democratic cities. Here's a Boston councilwoman, woman saying we need to send migrants to places with more financial support. So open up your house okay, and start taking migrants into your house. That's what she's telling you. Are you stupid or something? Listen to this, clip 24.
2: Dedham, Wellesley, Brookline, you know, cities and towns that have so much more resources um, than the city of Boston, you know, people who actually have um, more financial support. We need to do everything in our power in making sure that we're setting up um, them for success, right? And whatever success looks like. All
5: right, so, you know, you need to be setting migrant families up for success. If you live in a town with more resources, okay, if you worked hard to get ahead, you now need to bear the brunt of the government's failed policies. That's what she's telling her constituents.
0: Why do you do things like
5: that? You're like a crazy person. Can you imagine? Hey, you got to open up the house. Let some migrants live in your house. You know, people who came into this country illegally, they've already broken the law. They're done breaking it now. They'll just live in your house. Could you imagine? What an idiot. Okay, what a lot of people keep coming back to about the bill. Here's Georgia Governor Brian Kemp. I'll play this as well. What they keep coming back to about the bill is like, well, you know, it does give more resources to the border, so they should just pass it. The Border Patrol wants those resources. I want to be very clear. The Border Patrol supports this bill because they want the resources. Okay, but what Republicans in Congress are arguing is that in addition to giving us a minimal amount of resources, this bill is ultimately increasing the size of our bureaucracy by tens of thousands of government jobs that will interfere with a duly elected president's ability to enforce the border protections that we want in our country. So Brian Kemp is one of those Republicans, governor of Georgia. He has some good days. He has some bad days. He says Republicans should just shut up and secure the dang border. The only problem is the answer to the question, does the bill secure the border? The answer would be no. The answer would be no. But here's Kemp, clip 23.
1: But I also think for President Biden trying to pass a buck and blame Republicans now about the issue of the border, uh, is just a simple lack of leadership. You know, over a year ago, I was at the World Economic Forum with Senator Coombs, Manchin and Cinema, And I told them they were talking about passing a bipartisan uh, immigration reform bill. And I said, look, while you're working on this, and by the way, people have been working on this for the last 10 or 20 years, just secure the dang border. That's what the people want. I admire your
5: honesty. says so just secure the dang border. You see, you don't need an immigration bill. It's for people who come here legally. It's for people who fill out the proper paperwork and now wait five years, seven years, nine years to get their case heard. Why? Because we just let 10 million people cut the line. Think about that. You came here legally. Now 10 million people, 8 million people just cut the line. So when Marco Rubio talks about the Border Patrol Union being wrong, it's not him saying, screw the Border Patrol. They don't know what they're talking about. It's just that there is more to this bill than a couple of extra resources for the border. Okay, the bill number one doesn't secure the border. It sets a daily cap of 5,000 people a day that can come into the country. Okay, if you go to a a store and it's closed, they don't let 5,000 people in. They let zero people in. Okay, what they're telling you in Washington is the border will be closed because we'll only be letting in 5,000 people a day. You cannot be serious. They are. They're serious. No, No, border's closed. Because we're only letting in 5,000 a day, so the border is closed. Not even close! Here's Rubio talking about it and the expansion of the administrative state that would be the end result of this bill, clip 25.
3: They say this is better
5: than nothing. It should become law. Are you saying that the Border Patrol Union is wrong? Yes. If, if, if that's what they still believe, they're wrong. It's not better than nothing. Look, there are some things in that bill
0: that we should do, you know, change the asylum standard and the like. Here's what else the bill did. You know, the bill basically creates an asylum corps. Okay, it it creates a bunch of you know
5: thousands of bureaucrats, basically agents, asylum agents that would be empowered right at the border to either allow people into the country with an immediate work permit. Today, they got to wait six months. You give them an immediate work permit, you're going to have more people coming. That's a huge magnet. Or they have the power to immediately release them and grant them asylum which now puts them on a five-year path to citizenship, which is what a lot of Democrats want. They want to turn a bunch of illegal immigrants into voters, into citizens, into voters, in the hopes that those people will then turn around and vote for them in future elections,
0: grateful because they'll know who let them in.
5: That's exactly what they're going for. And to be clear, this was considered a year ago, a racist, replace the great replacement theory. They're just saying this because they want to get white supremacists angry. That's what they were telling us a year ago. Ah, it's just racism. By The The left weaponizes race whenever they're losing an argument. Because to be clear, if you actually support secure borders, you're looking out for black Americans in inner cities. Their resources are the ones bearing the brunt of what's going on. Okay, every one of these cities that declared themselves a sanctuary city is now taking away from the infrastructure, from the programs in place, from the resources in cities that were meant to help people at the lower end of the socioeconomic scale. It's like when we cut police budgets in the name of some type of racism, you hurt the black community. Ninety percent of violent crimes are convicted, uh, committed against members of the same race. So if you don't prosecute violent criminals in any race, white, Asian, Latino, black, doesn't matter, in any race, if you don't prosecute the violent criminals, the people who bear the brunt are 90% of the time members of that same race. So when they try to conflate border security as some form of discrimination, oh, they're letting in all these migrants, that's just the great replacement theory, it's the white people, no, no, up, 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 up. The Democrats now admit out loud, well, the demographics are going to change. Pretty soon, the red states will be purple. It's absolutely a strategy. It's exactly what Marco Rubio said. If you want people to come here and buy into the American dream and pay taxes, and no Republican is saying they can't, we're all for it. Legal immigration. It's safe, it's safe and it's affordable for our country. We want the workers. We want the taxpayers what the Democrats are proposing is government dependency. They want people coming here illegally because as they get their asylum cases put into the system, we basically have to pay for their existence and subsidize it for the next five to seven years. Okay, and if you can ultimately bestow voting rights to people who you've subsidized for five to seven years, they're ultimately going to turn around and vote for you if they need that dependency to continue. Okay, that's not racism. That's not they're trying to replace us. That's they are trying to buy votes. You're absolutely right. So when this conversation delves into, well, you know, anything but what's happening, like when orcus says, well, it's a broken immigration system. Broken immigration system is not why they're at the border. They're at the border because they're getting in. Okay, when they start to argue the point you're not making— That's when you know they're full of it, and that's what we're watching in this moment, okay? Well, you know, the Border Patrol wants the bill. I don't doubt the Border Patrol wants the resources. Of course they do because they're not getting them. They're all working HR jobs right now. But if you go past this big trillion-dollar bill, but you don't actually solve the problem, okay, it's a bill that gives $60 billion to Ukraine and $20 billion to America. You're not passing a bill that helps anybody. And you're certainly not passing a bill that solves the problem. All they're doing at the border is trying to get a legislative win for addressing a problem they started. When Trump got into office, they said walls are bad. Even though Democrats voted for walls under Obama, Democrats voted for walls under Bush, walls are now bad. That's the political lane. So we got to stop the wall construction. Biden reversed it. Okay, we should be building bridges, not walls. No human being's illegal. Let them into the country. Texas can figure it out. And that was the Democratic stance on the border for three years. We'll get rid of the Remain in Mexico policy, which forced people to remain in Mexico until their asylum case was granted. But they got rid of Title 42, which was, of course, a COVID-era screening mechanism that would ascribe the same health screening process to migrants that we were facing here in America. All right, so you couldn't go to school. You couldn't go to church. Couldn't go to the mall because of COVID. But these folks could come right down. You don't even need to screen them for COVID. Folks, when there's a double standard, there's no standard. So the biggest issue you run into at the border again and again and again is nobody's having an honest conversation. Okay, here's the truth. Border's front door of the House. Right now, it's pretty wide open. It's resulted in a record level of fentanyl poisoning deaths. You don't have to be a Republican to say that. Okay, you don't have to be some right-wing Fox News provocateur. I'm just telling you the truth. Okay, the Democrats on some level are fine with that level of suffering. They're fine with a bill that would create the appearance of extinguishing the fire because the politics are a lot more important at the end of the day than the actual people themselves.
1: Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan America Last.
4: A show so good, people don't know what to think. This feels weird. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's It's fun fun though, isn't it? Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
5: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I got a guy on the line that says Biden's definitely running for re-election. That's stupid. Use your common sense. I don't know. Maybe he's got a theory. This is a sharp caller, so I got to get to the bottom of this. Gary's in Addison County, Vermont. Gary.
6: Jimmy, he is absolutely going to run. Um, There's no doubt about it because he doesn't know he's going to run, but that doesn't matter (laughs) because this (laughs) country is run from behind the curtain and these people running the country are progressives they're not Democrats they're not even liberal Democrats they are progressives now I'm surrounded by them here in Vermont so I know how evil those people can be but they have an agenda they want to destroy Everything our founders created, they hate this country, and they want four more years. They're not going to give it up. It'll take a
5: Terminex army to fumigate those people out of the White House. <laughs> so your, your hook is, because I've come back, gone back and forth on this, I, I agree with you that the people behind the scenes love the idea of a Biden presidency because it gives them more power. But do you think they're concerned that he can't win, given what we've heard in the past week?
6: No, no, they're 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 not concerned at all. They're just desperate. They want four more years. They're just they hate this country so much and everything it stands for that they just they got to have that four years. They're not going to give it up.
5: Wow, that's interesting. But what if they could give it get it with a better candidate is what I'm saying. Like a younger no, guy. No, because because a, a better candidate, they'll lose their control. Oh, yeah, Listen, you're not I, – I don't completely disagree with you. I don't believe, Gary, as some people do, that a lot of these people are trying to destroy the country per se. I just believe they don't have values that you and I do. So I now, think they I li- think their values work. I think the data would prove otherwise.
6: No, these are progressives. I, I, I listen to these people all the time here. They, I mean the country was founded on racism. Yeah. Oil is evil, you name it, and and they come up with it. These people do not like this country, what it stands for. They want it changed.
5: Well, I'll tell them to get their lives together in the meantime. Uh, But excellent call, as always. I knew there had to be more to it than Biden's just running, and he's going to be A-OK. So good stuff, Gary, because he's right when he says they want power. And I don't doubt he's surrounded by a lot of people in Vermont. I am not of the mind that progressives want to destroy America. I think there's a lot of, okay, there's a genuine lack of gratitude on the left because they don't understand how good they have it here. I do think there are people in elite academia that are absolutely working from within to undermine, okay, the way we do things in this country. And I do think he's spot on to say the bureaucrats get more power under Biden than they do under a traditional president. But I'm still on the fence about whether or not they want to run Biden because anyone who knows him— knows the guy is completely cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. That's the issue for anyone who still supports Biden, is it's pretty hard to make the case. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Trying to muscle our way through a post-Super Bowl hangover. If anybody can pick up our spirits. Superstar representative from the Fighting Fifth Congressional District in Arizona, Andy Biggs, back in the house. Hey, man.
8: Hey, Jimmy. How you doing? Uh, Did you get some Cheetos yesterday?
5: (laughs) Yeah, I got a little of everything. I mean, according according to the wardrobe department, I ate steamed vegetables and consumed no alcohol because that's the charade I'm going with. (laughs) But uh, between you and me, it got a little dicey.
8: Come on, you and I. Everybody knows that you had asparagus spears pickled in alcohol, <laughs> rye rye whiskey. That was what you had your
5: Ooh. asparagus shoots in. It's not true, but you did just give me a recipe for tonight. So thank you. <laughs>
8: <laughs> There's that. Well, I'm glad. it's good to know that now you're waiting till evening. Instead of morning time. Bigs like, coming you, in,
5: guns blazing. You, are, I'm telling you, you're the Kool-Aid of radio. You rollerblade right through the wall. Oh, yeah. Just start taking shots at the host. We love <laughs> you for it. We do love you for it. I don't. Do, I, I want you
8: to know you always hurt the one you love. I don't do that with just everybody.
5: No, no, I'm aware. Well, because most yeah. people wouldn't book you. But I'm saying I do, and I kid. <laughs> I love you. I owe you one. Uh, let's talk about it, Bigs. My orca says they... And it's a very interesting deflection that's going on right now at the border. Okay, so Mayorkas was asked about it on Meet the Press yesterday. He says, you know, well, we don't deserve any responsibility for the broken immigration system. But wouldn't you agree that they're not coming to the border because of the immigration system? They're coming to the border because they're getting in.
8: Yeah, I mean, he's trying to conflate border security with immigration. Mm -hmm. And what these people are doing is technically not immigrating. What they're technically doing is invading the country. Um, and, and that's what's happening. And so it's, it, I get a kick out of the guy cause he's, he's glib. You know, he says it, uh, uh, he's smooth, you know, he's practiced, he's rehearsed. I mean, he could, he could be, he could be, he could be a host on a radio program, uh, when his gig is up, Whoa! but, uh, but not as good as you, he'd never be as good as you, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just telling you, he's, he, this guy is, um, the truth's not in them. The, no. the truth is
5: not in them. That's the part I find fascinating because they keep coming back to an argument that no one's making. Like even when they try to tell you border security is racist, there's not a conservative out there saying we don't want immigrants. We're just asking them to come legally, no? Right, exactly.
8: So so this country um, averages uh, about 1.3 to 1.5 million legal uh, immigrants every year. mm mm-hmm. And uh, that's more than any other country. In fact, that's more than all of the countries combined mm-hmm. annually,
6: mm-hmm. and
8: we're all, we're all okay with that. That's yep. great. Yep. But, but what, what does it mean when Christopher Ray, who, as you know, I disagree with him on so many things, he and I agree on this. It's not a matter of if mm-hmm. the terrorists are going to do something bad on this country. It's a matter of when because our border has been so wide open. Yeah, that's the scary
5: part. We're talking to Arizona Representative Andy Biggs. You know, we're not playing any defense. The one thing we have going for us, though, and I will give them credit for this, is Biden is such a powerful figure in his public speeches right now. You know, he's such a (laughs) pillar of strength. I mean, on some level, they must be deterred by that, right?
8: (laughs) Yeah, that's why they're all still wearing uh, let Me and Joe Biden t-shirts. And, <laughs> and w- when you ask him at the border, you say, so why why here? I mean, you, you talk to people in North North Africa and you say, why didn't you just go to Europe instead of here? They say, well, because uh, the U. get this, the U.N. Office of Migration tells us it's easier to get in. And so you get the bumbler in chief and he's he, he can't he can't make it through a a snackathon." uh snackflation kind of press conference that was rough
5: that was rough man that was rough <laughs> but especially because they <laughs> they caused the problem shrinkflation is what they call it so you're you're paying more money for goods but there's less in them that is the end result of their inflation spending no yeah,
8: it's it's 100% so so you know your fig newtons that used to be you know be fit in the palm of your hand nicely um now you now the serving size has to be Two sleeves instead of two cookies because they have to make them smaller because they, they just cannot make any money um, and and these guys and this is what happens when leftist Marxists take over the country they don't understand what it takes to make make a living and how to um, distribute this stuff to the people it's a disaster yeah I mean this really is disaster but I mean that's why I was asking you about Cheetos because. Uh-huh. You know, to get the normal, get the normal uh, kind of Cheetos, you can you need four or five bags to get what used to be in one.
5: Wow! But are are you saying I I, and I? I'm the kind of guy that would go eat the four or five bags to make sure he got his fair share.
8: You know, I just all I'll say is that those bags are filled with a lot of air these days, Jimmy. (laughs)
5: Yeah, I gotta be honest, Bigs. Sounded an awful lot like there was a fat joke for Jimmy in there. It sounded (laughs) a lot. No,
8: no, no, no. No, no, I was thinking of myself. Okay. Yeah, I don't yeah, eat yeah, I don't need yeah. Cheetos I don't. don't eat Cheetos, but if I did, I would want I would want the old size
5: Cheetos instead of these new smaller bags. No, no, I appreciate it. these are the core issues we go after on Fox Across America. Cheetos portion sizes matter to my audience. Then they should. Uh, well that's the biggest problem for everything. It's like you just feel like you're paying more, you're getting less. And that's been the end result of the whole administration. Spending a lot of money. Okay, and nobody feels like they're better off for it. Do you think, given the revelations of the last week with a special counsel ostensibly saying Biden is not mentally fit to stand trial, if you're not, (laughs) if you can plead insanity, how can you plead four more years in the next breath?
8: Well, he can't. He well, even if he can't speak, he, he yeah. can't say it, right? I mean, so it's just like what the heck? So um, I, I actually tweeted out something like that uh, almost immediately because it just, from a logical point of view, as a guy who practiced law, you know, uh, it's like that. That does not make sense, friends. Mm-hmm. And so, so I, I, I now, I'm now content. I know this is hard to say. It's going to be hard for me to say this. I am now content with Kamala Harris replacing Joe Biden through the 25th Amendment. I am. I I mean, mm -hmm. I think I'd rather have the cackler than the bumbler, and that's just the way I look at it.
5: Wow. Well, you want to know something? I think you're in the minority on that because, you know, there's a lot of power that comes from having what you described as a bumbler of a president, meaning there's a lot of backroom bureaucrats that get to run the country with a lot more uh, say than they probably would if someone— who was more cognitively sound was in that position. Um, Is that why you're saying you want Kamala in there? Because you want more Kamala and less bureaucrats? Because I don't know if the, as bad as the bureaucrats are, I'd like to think they could outmaneuver Kamala.
8: Well, they, they, I'm not saying that, that that her mental acuity is any better Mm -hmm. than Joe Biden's, but let's find out. I mean, and the other thing too, think about all the things she has talked about since she's been in we've talked about yellow school buses we've talked about the sky is blue because blue is a good color for the sky or whatever those things may be and i think to myself i would rather have a president who's out there talking about those things and showing how crazy she is than than a guy out there you know the angry um, yeah, yeah. A quasi-senile guy who's trying to start World War III uh,
5: around the world. Well, listen, he is making peace with several high-profile dead presidents. So it's not quite <laughs> – he's got Mitterrand. He's got Helmut Kohl of Germany. It doesn't matter that they've been dead a combined 30 years. The point is if you form that type of a powerful coalition, we can level things off. <laughs>
8: Yeah, you can level them. Oh, my gosh. there's so, I'm filtering right now because you kind of teed up there, and, and, no, no. and nothing I could say. No. Nothing I could say.
5: It's a bu- with, it's beneath you.
8: Redown for good, yeah. You it, know, it's, yes. it's
5: beneath you. Someone, someone as yeah. esteemed as yourself. Biggs, I yeah. love talking to you, but I think everything you said is spot on, man. You know, as much as we like the joke. He is nuts. Okay, if they're if they're openly admitting it, I can't imagine how mad the scramble is behind the scenes right now for donors and a potential off ramp for this president. Because there is just no way you can say that you'd watch this for another four years and feel good about the direction of the country.
8: Right. I mean, it's, it's hard to say that you can watch it for another year yeah. and feel good about the direction. But, but here is the thing: they, the Democrats have a, a, that the super delegate process, so the yeah. big donors can come in and buy a president. Mm-hmm. and um they're going to do that the question is do you do you do you bypass Kamala harris who would be mm-hmm. uh really the first black female candidate for president who's viable a yeah. viable candidate for a gavin newsom who destroyed uh a, a, you know single-handedly destroyed the state of california yeah I shouldn't say single handed. He
5: had a lot of help. Well, that is the problem uh, in the era of identity politics. If they need a woman of color, don't they just give it to Elizabeth Warren? <laughs> yeah,
8: yeah. That I guess. I mean, one one thousand and twenty fourth percent um, Native American does it, uh, which is why which is why anybody can run. Yeah. And, and make the claim because virtually everybody in America. Mm-hmm. who's, uh, we're all who's part not part first generation. Yeah, we're yep. all part something. Wow. And, uh, you know.
5: The Dems are going to wow, put me wait. on the ticket after all that. Who knew? Uh, listen, very um, enlightening I'm, I'm as always. You. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, I'm going to go get five bags of Cheetos instead of my traditional one, thanks to the shrinkflation. Uh, Biggs, I, I, I really do appreciate your concern, not just for the Cheetos, but the country. We'll do it again soon.
8: All right, Jimmy. My man, well, you have a
5: great day. Representative Andy Biggs from the Fighting Fifth Congressional District of Arizona. We joke around a lot. We take a lot of cheap shots at each other. We're just trying to keep the mood light because the country's a mess, man. Shrinkflation. Imagine that. So you go to the store, you pay more money, but you get less. If you looked at like potato chips, the way if you looked at it like it was a pizza, imagine you were going to the pizza place and instead of eight slices, they were now giving you six but the pizza costs more money. That's what's happening in our country right now. Biden sucks. Okay, in the senior moments, he does suck. In the other moments, it's sad. But when you hear Andy Biggs, and I didn't want to spend a lot of time on it, but when Biggs is saying he'd rather have Kamala than Biden, and you're starting to hear a lot of people say that behind the scenes. She told the Wall Street Journal earlier that she is fit to serve. That is a fact check false. But remember how capable she is. If it comes to it, and they really do want to invoke the 25th Amendment, or they really want to do take Biden off the ticket and run her instead. If it comes to it, she is so capable of shanking Biden politically. Don't ever forget, in the presidential debates, when she was running as a Democrat, she called Biden out for his support of segregated busing. Biden did not want his kids riding to school with black people children. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. Really funny when you think of that statement. (laughs) If you you have a problem figuring out me or or Trump, you ain't black. I'm like, I don't know. I got to throw the challenge flag. You did fight against integrated school busing. He did eulogize a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Okay. And Robert Byrd, look it up. But the point is if Kamala needed to, okay, she was a sociopath to support him because she said he was a racist who palled around with segregationists and that she believed a sexual assault accuser Tara Reid. Just the same when Biden was like, how would you like to be vice president? You know, the guy she called a racist and a rapist. Kamala was like, hell yeah, I would. So when you see her and you see that level of insanity and that level of political opportunism on display, that's not the kind of trait you can turn off of. So she can be out there right now telling you Biden's sharp as a tack, he's going to do four more years, because they're telling you there's no lane for her to be president. But if the wind blows tomorrow and her position needs to change from, you know, Biden is sharp as a tack to the guy's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, believe me, she's running whatever place send, they send into the huddle. And that's what ultimately makes Kamala the perfect nominee for the Democratic Party.
1: She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind.
4: The critics have spoken. You do that again and I'll break every bone in your body. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. They are going to bring him out. Six seconds to go. This is going to be
3: 29 yards. This to send the game to overtime. But there's kick is good. First and goal. Mahomes
4: flings it. The it's there. Hartman jackpot Kansas City. And the Chiefs, you're going to hear a lot about it. You might as well say it right now.
5: They have their dynasty. The Kansas City Chiefs. Winning a second consecutive Super Bowl. They will now go for a third next year. We can confirm that Andy Reid is back. Uh, We do not have confirmation that Taylor Swift will be on board. But even a shout-out to her and Travis Kelsey. I'm not a, a Taylor Swift hater, nor am I one of those idiots who thinks the Super Bowl is fixed. Like, come on. Are you stupid or something? The 49ers were one blocked extra point away from winning the Super Bowl, or at the very least having a four-point lead that would not have allowed the Chiefs to send the game into overtime with a field goal. Regardless, there's so much stupid stuff on right-wing Twitter right now that's really making the party look bad. The point I'm trying to make, you guys, and this is where we've got to get better at picking our battles, okay, is sometimes there's not a side Meaning Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey, pro athletes dating pop stars as old as time. When I was growing up in the 80s and 90s, I don't know that there was a, po- a pro athlete who didn't date Madonna. That's true. That and is pretty true. Pretty much they all did. Dennis Rodman, Jose Canseco. I mean, she put up some numbers. But when you have to find a political battleground in pretty much anything that happens in our country, you're actually a bigger part of the problem. One of the reasons we've had so much success selling my book, which you can get foxnewsbooks.com if you don't own it already, is we need to get back to this place where we have autonomous zones. That's really what my, my book is making the case for. It's not like, let's get these freaking liberals, bro. Because there are things Republicans are guilty of as well. But at the end of the day, it's all the same country. And as it goes, we go. And the only real case I'm trying to make in my book is that we fight a lot of the wrong battles. Okay, if you really care, yeah, they showed Taylor Swift five times yesterday during the game. Who cares? But did they fix the Super Bowl? The Super Bowl has 130 to 150 million viewers. The NFL makes $18 billion a year. They don't need to destroy their integrity and their good standing with the American people to accommodate a storyline that the NFL is bigger than. Again, you could be like, well, Taylor Swift is huge. Taylor Swift's tour made a billion dollars. Great. That is one-eighteenth the size of the NFL. You are correct, sir. So you understand they don't need to risk their $18 billion a year entity to placate a $1 billion a year entity because you're telling me somehow it would benefit them to have her endorsement of Joe Biden go a step further in the election. Taylor Swift's endorsement is going to carry a monstrosity of weight To unregistered voters that will ultimately mobilize behind her. That's just the reality. That's one of the reasons why Trump was kind of kissing her butt on social media yesterday and saying, you know, she should like him because of the legislation he passed and blah, blah, blah. He doesn't want that fight. And I understand why. Okay, she has a connection to young voters, something Trump has struggled with in the past. But when people on the right go out and start saying far-fetched stupidity like the NFL is fixing games to accommodate Taylor Swift and her endorsement of Joe Biden, the NFL makes the same amount of money no matter who the president is because it's the biggest American sport. And as much as Biden has sucked the the last few years, the NFL made plenty of money. As much as Trump was contentious, the NFL made plenty of money. So don't become the thing you hate and pick fights just to pick them.
4: Put the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.